The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Alex de Koning is with me now. He's a spokesperson for the environmental group Just Stop Oil, who have got very well known over the last kind of 12 to 18 months um, for their protest, their civil resistance, their direct action uh, aimed to focus attention uh, onto, uh, well, the oil and gas industries, I guess, primarily, but also to the broader impact of uh, carbon emissions and climate change. Alex, you're very welcome to studio. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks a million uh, for coming into us. So can I ask, because we've been talking about COP28 mm-hmm. a little bit on the show over the last few days, and there's talk about kind of phasing out and just transition and all of that. Uh, from Just Stop Oil's point of view, what, what is your aim or ambition? Is it kind of a sudden stop or is it a, a kind of a phasing out? No, it's not a sudden stop. Um, Just Stop Oil's demand is for no new oil and gas licences in the North Sea of the UK. Um, and the reason for this is because we already have like seven, eight years of oil reserve, which is more than enough time for a fair transition to renewable energies. And they can be built in a matter of months. They're far cheaper. There's no reason not to be doing this and to look at alternatives, you know, energy reduction, insulating homes, subsidising public transport. These are all very feasible options are just being completely overlooked because of oil and gas money infiltrating politics as we can see from COP28. So um, that is the ambition. So again, for everybody listening at home and all those people in Ireland who have home heating oil, uh, heating their homes, there's not there's no suggestion of kind of turning off the tap and going cold. It, it is the just transition that we hear about. Um, having said that, there'll be lots of how will I describe them? Your fellow travellers who would agree with you on that, but they might not necessarily agree with some of your tactics, which, as I say, kind of get an awful lot of attention. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to that criticism? Well, this isn't the X factor. You don't need to be popular in order to make change. And people won't listen to you if they can't hear you. Simply, we need media attention, but it goes beyond just media attention. I can show you many historical examples of this working, the suffragettes, civil rights movement, UK disabled activists in the 90s. Um, But if we look at more recent examples, we can see that there's such a thing called the radical flank of head. Basically, it comes down to if you do something that is deemed extreme, you shift the conversation, you shift what was previously deemed extreme. So by Just Stop Oil, for example, throwing soup on an artwork that shifts the conversation that actually got more people talking about the climate crisis than when um, 33 million people in Pakistan lost their homes from floods, according to Meltwater statistics. Okay, so so it it it, it's, it actually leads to kind of tangible conversations Absolutely. about climate change rather than just about your tactics? Because that's sometimes the perception that the conversation yeah. then just becomes about the tactics rather than the issue you wish to highlight. Don't get me wrong. Of course, they're talking about tactics as well. But if even just 5 or 10% of the people who saw people um, throwing soup on the Van Gogh painting that um, talk about the climate crisis and start considering taking action, something more direct than just voting, because as you can see from COP28, that isn't working. If it's just 5-10% of people, that's already a significant proportion. That's millions of people in the UK, potentially tens of millions around the world that are seeing that and are ha- having that impact. So tell me a little bit about some of the protests that you've been involved in. I don't, you, you haven't thrown any soup at paintings, I don't think, or glued yourself to the Mona Lisa. Uh, no, I, I haven't. I've been involved in a lot of um, the oil actions so far. So um, the, the biggest one I did was being on top of oil pipelines 15 metres above the ground for 40 hours as the largest UK oil terminal occupation. Um, it was I was so worried about rolling off while I slept that I just I barely slept the entire time. It was terrifying, but I'm absolutely so glad that I did it because actions like this show to the entire world that 
petitions are just not going to cut it. Mm. Like we can see what's happening in COP28. It's being held by an oil CEO. This is ridiculous. When's it going to be time for people to start taking action, start getting to the streets as every social movement in history has done in the past? So uh, have you then in the wake of those those big protests, the kind of things that do get attention, mm-hmm. whether it be lying on top of oil pipelines or sitting out in the street or stopping the motorway, um, do you see then an increase in membership and an increase in, in, in interest in taking part in other protests. Absolutely. So um, there is always an increase in membership. We can we can see that and we can track that stats. But if we also talk about the radical flank effect, Social Change Lab did some research on this and basically the number of people who want to join more moderate climate groups such as Friends of the Earth increase significantly when we do our actions. Because Although people may hate to stop oil, they shoot the messenger, they still care about the issue. It gets talked about far more on the news. It, it, it penetrates people's conscience. Mm. Who the hell cared about oil and gas licences two years ago? I didn't even know what they were. Um, so uh, COP28, as I say, is ongoing and we've been talking about it uh, here on the show. Uh, and you're obviously frustrated at it, as many <laughs> other people are who we've been talking to. Do you think it's kind of a busted flush COP28 or is it still a a vehicle for change? Absolutely it's not a vehicle for change. I mean COP26 was the first time that fossil fuels were ever mentioned in the final deal um, of of COP Um, and it didn't even talk about oil and gas it just focused on coal. COP27 had 636 fossil fuel lobbyists. COP28 being held by an oil CEO. How much more ridiculous can it get? We've put the foxes in charge of fixing the chicken coop. It's just not going to work. And that's why we need change from outside. We need people to rise together, to put pressure on. We need people to come and join um, environmental campaigners in the streets. It's as simple as that. So what is the vehicle for change if it's not COP? It's popular protest, is it? And then politicians... Mm -hmm feeling forced to respond to that popular protest. Exactly. In the same way that the suffragettes did, the Indian independence marches, it's, it, that's how change has always come. Radical change comes from mass social movements. Alex, listen, it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, thanks a million for joining us in studio. Alex de Koning is a spokesperson for the British environmental group Just Stop Oil and he is here to take part in SCICOM, an event it is happening uh, tomorrow, Wednesday the 6th of December. If you just Google it, S-C-I-C-O-M, SCICOM, you'll find all the details. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.